The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, Biodesign Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Welcome in Southern Middle Tennessee. It is a beautiful Tuesday morning. We are coming to you live on location from the Winchester Livery here in Winchester, beautiful Franklin County, where today the District 8 AAA Media Day is taking place. And we are looking onto the beautiful Jefferson Street here. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great day outside, and we are so excited to be here to talk high school basketball. We've got uh, all kinds of great stuff coming up for you today. We'll talk to some coaches from uh, both Columbia Central, probably Lawrence County, maybe some other coaches from District 8 AAA. So really excited about getting to that later today. Every Tuesday, we talk with our friends at the Williamson Herald, and normally – this would be a second uh, second segment thing, but we appreciate you guys hanging in with us this morning. It's been a crazy morning, hasn't it, Mo? It's been a little little <laughs> hectic, I guess, but um, happy to be here. Happy to be able to take our show on the road here and bring in Mr. Charles Pulliam from the Williamson Herald to join us and talk a little um, a little football before we get into some basketball. Good morning, Charles. Hey, fellas. Yeah, nothing like a live setup there. Huh? <laughs> nothing like it. You're right. You're right. Hey. Um, well, it's, that's good that you guys are there anyway. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe that Hoops is just around the corner here, and it's, it's on us. <laughs> it is on us. It, it really is. And um, as you said, we are um, getting ready to talk to some of these coaches and talk a little bit about the hardwood. But um, big Friday night coming up, big Friday night in Williamson County in particular, in addition to the um, – the two games that we will be covering for Southern Middle Tennessee sports that involve Williamson County teams, you guys up at the Williamson Herald are going to have your hands full again this weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, you know, we got some of the, the bigger Division II AAA teams coming in line, too, but nothing nothing bigger than those two big 6A matchups the way I see it with Franklin and Ravenwood and India at Brentwood. Um, you know, it, it's just, we're at that time, second round of the playoffs here. Obviously, COVID's already played a role here, <laughs> and uh, I anticipate it playing more of a role as well. It's just it's it's a crazy hectic time, but kind of exciting at the same time. We got some good uh, good playoff matchups up there. Yeah. I know uh, that Columbia Summit one's a big one as well. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of matchups as you tend to start to see this time of year. But I think I think the biggest game that we're looking at this weekend is probably that independence Brentwood game, as you mentioned in um, region six, six, a with Brentwood getting the big win over Cane Ridge and all of the issues that they had going into and during the game. I guess the first question is what's the latest on Cade Granzow? Well, Cade was getting his, uh, Let's see, diagnosis was yesterday. I'm supposed to talk to Coach Crawford later this afternoon. I was trying to get him this morning so we could chat a little more. Um, 
interestingly enough, they are in a bit of a pickle beyond that as well. You know, it was Davis White show, the backup quarterback came in there, completed 17 and 19 passes, 247 yards, five touchdowns. Fantastic show. And we actually chose him as our gateway tire uh, male athlete of the week based on his performance. But uh, we couldn't line up a photo with him because he is now in quarantine. Oh, man. He along with a lot of other Bruins, is that correct? Yeah. So, Indy, I mean, uh, Brentwood went into that game with Kane Ridge down 34 players. I mean, I think they were just bringing up the water boys just to suit them up. And yet. Um, And yet. And yet they still find a way. And and by find a way, they they, they handle Kane Ridge. I mean, White, you know, is, is... yeah, as long as you got a guy like Walker Merrill out there, you you got a pretty good chance. You just got to throw it somewhere. Merrill had 10 catches, 114 yards, couple TDs. But to beat a Cane Ridge team 45-13, I think they were missing seven starters on defense. You know, I don't know how they did it, but they found a way, and it looks like they're going to have to probably take the field down a lot again and uh, with a bum Cade Granzel potentially here too. So lots to be determined coming up to Friday still on that Brentwood front, but uh, man, that next man up mentality got them through, but I don't know if they have enough guys to do that anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. well, they struggled now, They struggled enough to win the first time, right? Yeah. They, so. well, um, now, did Aaron Walton play Friday night, or is he in quarantine? I think Walton was actually one of the other big names out there, because it was uh, Walker and really Luke Walters was the other guy. I mean, the running back, Luke, I think he had 25 carries or so. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I did, I did was, not uh, remember if I saw Walton's name or not in the stats, but um, regardless, there. so there's a possibility then that Brentwood could be down to their number three quarterback when they play Independence. Yeah. It's, it's highly likely there. Yeah, that's uh, – I, I, I really, you know, we don't have all the info on, mm-hmm. on Cade, and, you know, I'm pretty sure this is going to be one of those things. I know the – the diagnosis on Friday night was very uplifting. You know, they said confirmed stuff up on Monday, but uh, here we are Tuesday morning waiting. And of course, Tuesday morning, we're waiting for big COVID numbers too. You know, Wellington County Schools releases all their numbers from the previous week every Tuesday late morning. So counting on seeing what those look like as well. But man, just uh, a lot up in the air still. And basically, if you were on, just to reiterate, if you were on quarantine last Friday, then it's pretty well a given that you were on quarantine this Friday. Is that right? That's the way I would see it. Um, I know uh, we've seen it switch out there a little bit, you know. So, say a kid, I think, gets in quarantine early in the week, maybe they have a chance. I'm not too sure. I'm sure lots of, uh, you know, everyone's trying to be as safe as possible, but there's probably a little bending here and there. <laughs> I mean, it's, and this it's is, playoffs, this yeah. Is, yeah, and this is the third time these two teams have met in this second round. It's just third time in a row. It's, it's becoming, um, I don't know, it, it's just a tough one to see a matchup like this all the time. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's appointment football and has been for the last few years. And in uh, any, any other year, it probably would have been appointment football for Independence at uh, at Smyrna again. But they were not. They were at Laverne, and I was there. And it was a uh, that was a bloodbath at at, mm-hmm. at some points. Um, if Independence continues to play that the way that they're playing, I'm not sure it would matter if in, if Brentwood was full strength or not. 
that's kind of what I'm seeing. I mean, that first half they did at Laverne, I mean, Jackson was just, Jackson Campbell was, was unstoppable, man. He, and similarly, on the other side, you know, um, that Franklin Ravenwood, I was at Franklin, and Franklin did to Smyrna what Indy did to Laverne. And Connor Bevan did, did the same kind of thing. You know, four touchdowns in the first half, 360 passing yards. Jackson Campbell had, what, 260 and four touchdowns. So both of them just cruising offensively. Now you got two hot teams going in against the, the COVID-riddled team and then a, a Ravenwood team coming off a bye. So interesting all Williamson County matchups here in 6A. A Ravenwood a couple of weeks ago, and they looked um, terribly impressive in that 28-14 win over Independence. So that, that Franklin-Ravenwood game should be something to watch. I think Ravenwood beat Franklin – what week three, week four, earlier in the year, yeah, obviously, and really early September for sure. And I think that was that was like forty two twenty one. Yeah. And um, Trevor Andrews for for Ravenwood just went off. I, I think he was our Player of the Week that week. He had five touchdowns. I'm pretty sure. And then a, a not good fact for for Franklin in that one. They actually played without their talented linebacker duo of Junior Colson and Damon Owen. So hmm. Ravenwood's going to be at a. a a different look with those guys on the on the field when you when you face a talented Franklin team like that coming off a big win. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, gosh, yeah, it was Jake bringing Sewell and Trevor Andrews put on a show there early on in September. Okay. Obviously, as you mentioned, we've got um, Columbia Central traveling to Summit this weekend. Summit won that game thirty-five to nothing during the regular season. Um, what are your thoughts about this Summit team coming into this matchup, coming off that 42-6 win over Hillwood? Well, I was expecting to see a little rust, but, uh, you know, I didn't get any of that. <laughs> Summit was playing for the first time in, what, 40-some days, right? 41, um, I think. I think so. Yeah, just when you when you say it out loud, it sounds even even crazier to think about, but uh, they uh, they definitely they scored the first 42 points against Hillwood and just cruised. Columbia coming off of that wild triple overtime one. Um, I was reading about that one from your guys' report. Didn't Columbia scored for the first time, I think, late in the fourth? With 434 <laughs> left in regulation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So you got a, a huge emotional win for Columbia now um, coming in. You know, they the last two seasons in the regular season, I know Columbia's pushed Summit, um, but they still haven't. They still haven't beaten Summit. I think they're only six all time. That's correct. So lots, uh, lots there. But this Summit team, they they just look look counted. And of course, this is uh, leading into winner get winner of this gets Hillsborough and Beach winner. So that's just big time matchups. I think Hillsborough and Beach are two very talented five A teams as well. Uh, I heard a lot about Hillsborough when they just dismantled Page yes, uh, last week, forty three seven. Beach handled Lincoln County, 42-14. So we got some primetime teams uh, lining up here. Yeah. So there's you, a lot going on. Did you expect to see Hillsborough handle Page the way they did? Uh, not quite. I mean, this was on the road at Page. Um, you know, I know Hillsborough is a talented team, but I didn't think it was going to be that lopsided. Um but, uh, yeah, they, they just seem that good. And then you look at some of their, you know, I've only, I think they've only played, you know, a handful of games, really. But uh, the ones that they have lost have been against some really good teams. 
Yeah, um, I don't. I don't think we necessarily expected that wide a margin. I think both Chris and I picked Hillsborough. We did, but we didn't see a five touchdown victory there. So uh, mm-hmm. this Hillsborough team def- definitely one to keep an eye on. I think throughout this postseason. Yeah, that's just one of those one of those big time uh, matchups we're seeing here across the playoffs. Is that Beach Hillsborough rematch? It was fourteen seven in early October, I think, with Beach with a. A narrow win there, but that was just the second game of the year for Hillsborough because right. uh, they didn't get started so late. So, um, yeah, if there was a non-county game I'd check out just to watch, that would be one I'd be looking at. <laughs> Certainly. Hey, in 4A, you guys have got Nolansville going up to DeKalb County. Um, I was up at DeKalb County this past weekend, saw them beat Spring Hill 38-15, and uh, i you know, Spring Hill for a twenty-three point victory, the, they mm-hmm. had some opportunities in that ball game. I felt like as I watched it, and they just could not consistently move the ball. And I don't, I'm not sure that it was necessarily um, DeKalb County. So I'm, I'm interested in this Nolansville game Friday night. Well, I can see that too as well. Um, you know, this is another one of those. Uh, uh, appointment style games in a way, because I think this was a matchup last year as well, only Nolensville cruised in that. I think it was the quarterfinals, though. 42-6 was the score in that one. Um, yeah, the Tigers team, they uh, they didn't have their regular season finale, I think. So they were coming in in that Spring Hill game, you know, having not played, I think, since mid-October. So they, they missed three weeks in a row, I think, because they had a bye there in late October as well. So, um, seeing some, just looking at their scores and things like that, it's kind of hard to, like, I haven't seen the cab play at all. But uh, I was looking at that Spring Hill good measuring stick, and if you say they had a pretty good chance, I could see Nolansville really, really trying to trying to advance again into that quarterfinal matchup, which would be pretty good for them back-to-back. Right. Hey, going down to Division 2AA, you've got um, – couple of games y'all are keeping an eye on battleground academy goes to evangelical christian and um chattanooga christian comes to christ presbyterian academy yeah two uh two good division two double a quarterfinal matchups there uh bga looked pretty solid against uh uh you know a north point christian team last week but now to have to face ecs uh you know the defending champs ecs uh took Took care of business against FRA last week, 49-21. And uh, always kind of interesting there, thinking of uh, Jonas Rodriguez, the coach there for BGA with ECS, uh, his ties there. Um, but this, that, that ECS game, I, I, I wish I could have seen, uh, or that game could have been played early in the year, so I could have seen ECS early on. I know mm-hmm. ECS and CPA were scheduled to play, ended up not being able to, but that would have been a good way to get a nice gauge on what those guys are like. Um, Chattanooga Christian, I mean, putting up some big points last week. They beat Knoxville great, 56-42. Um, CPA handled Silverdale. So, you know, that's, I, I anticipate CPA advancing on out of that. But just, uh, you know, again, I, I think they were planning on playing next Knoxville great. So doing some readjustments here against this Chattanooga Christian team probably. Um, and then, again, thinking of that Division II Triple uh, A. Great matchup there in the first round or in the quarterfinals here anyway. Pope John Paul II at Brentwood Academy. That's one I kind of have circled in my D2 rounds for sure. Talking with 
Charles Pulliam of the Williamson Herald, as we do each and every Tuesday. Charles, uh, you know, how do you guys make sure to get the the most efficient coverage of these games? I mean, you've got, what, five or six games this week? Seven. Seven games this week? I mean, <laughs> how, how do you guys do it? I really uh, question myself come every Thursday night thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you know, it, it's a lot It's a lot different than what it was in years past where, uh, you know, I'd, I'd swing into two, three, sometimes four games in a night and, uh, you know, made some adjustments. I still got a bum camera, so I, it wouldn't be working as well anyway. But uh, just because of COVID stuff, you know, I don't want to be one of the guys going to all these different spots all the time. But uh, that was one way we used to find a way. And this year it's been a little different. We got some good helpers though. Obviously Joe Williams is still, um, you know, our, our guy, go-to guy. And he gets to do some my TV 30 sideline recording this week, that Brentwood Indy game. Oh, um, great. Got David Dawson. who's a, a great, uh, great writer, former uh, Vanderbilt sports fella too. Um, Doug Dyer's another nice helper. And then, you try to sprinkle in there a little bit of uh, photo gallery. Send some photographers out there. We got Mickey Brunell. I got Kendall Buchanan. Um, great photographers able to go out to different spots as well. And Mickey usually gets to about two games a night as well. So we spread it out. Unfortunately, I wish we could we could focus in on so many of these games, and uh, it's just not the way it is. <laughs> um, we understand. And, you know, it's, it's nice for me to be able to go focus in on a game. I know the last two years I've been slowing down in terms of not going to three or four, so it's always good to be able to go to just one and camp out. Well, you guys do a great job, and we really appreciate all of your help this season. And uh, I, I guess that uh, that that's bad news for Mo, that my TV 30 game. That means uh, it's going to be a long night for you, Mo. Well, comes with the territory. I mean, it's, it, <laughs> when you're it's, covering the game of the week, it stands to be a great game, and and I'm glad that those kids are going to get that big stage, and hopefully Brentwood will be as healthy as possible for it, and so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking the same thing there. I, I just want you know it's great that the Brentwood kids were able to produce the game. We've seen games canceled because of this and, you know, to get everybody suited up and still have an opportunity and still find a way to win. Um, pretty impressive. Uh, so, but it would be nice to see that, that full matchup again, where, you know, kind of similarly what we saw late in the regular season when, uh, Indy won 26, 21, that was, that was just a good battle. Um, I'd like to see that again, but uh, I think we might be missing a couple key players. <laughs> yeah. Um, Charles, as we are getting, they are firing up here in the main main event area for this District 8 AAA Basketball Media Day. And as I look through the um, proposed classifications from the TWSAA for the um, 21 through 23 school years, this is going to kind of be the last year that this bunch is going to be together. They're going to be split off into three different districts for them. Um, next season and two of those really involve Williamson County pretty heavily as well. Um, 8-3-A because again boys basketball, girls basketball, baseball and softball go to four classifications beginning next year. So in 8-3-A 
you're going to have Lawrence County, Lincoln County, Marshall County, Murfreesboro Central, Page, Spring Hill, and Tullahoma. And mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. Um, in 12-4A, you're going to have Columbia Central, Independence, Nolansville, Ravenwood, and Summit, which was a kind of an odd configuration to me because 11-4A has Brentwood, Centennial, Franklin, Hillsboro, and Overton. And, you know, as Chris and I were talking, I would (laughs) think you would kind of flip-flop Nolansville, Ravenwood, and Centennial, Franklin, and I would not be surprised if that comes up at Thursday's um, Board of Control meeting when they finalize these regions and districts. But I don't know if you've had a chance to look at this stuff um, from – from the T- the proposed districts and mm-hmm. regions from the TWSAA, because I know, like like we said, you've been terribly busy. But um, yeah, what, what well, are your what are your thoughts, or have you had a chance to look well, at this at all? Had a chance to look at basketball specifically, and you you raised all the same questions I'm kind of having there too. Um, you know, seeing Paige dip out of uh, this, you know, the the region we've been used to here with the District 11 side. Seeing Brentwood on one in one district and Raymond in another, yeah. you know, that one that one really stands out, and I think a lot will see that. Um, you know, look, I took a peek into some of the other ones, and um, you know, they have that kind of following suit, and in, in, I think baseball potentially mm-hmm. and softball as well. So when you have that huge rivalry one like that, I mean, that's a tough one to to break apart. But uh, having Nolansville kind of enter into the realm kind of changes stuff, so I understand some of that. But, uh, you know, with, with Columbia Central coming in, it, it's just there's a lot of stuff, and that's why that Thursday meeting, I'd love to hear some of the discussion about why why we, why we it was positioned this way because you can almost do like a Brentwood-centric area here with mm-hmm. Brentwood, Nolansville, and Ravenwood. Those three, I feel like, should be together at all times. And, uh, you know, Franklin and Centennial, obviously, cross-towners. So, why can't those – there could be five. Those five right there, potentially, could be the, the setup, which kind of makes a little more sense in one district, potentially, in, in hoops. But uh, I'm curious. I want to know how they picked it all out. That's for I, sure. I'm interested to hear how they came up with a lot of these because, you know, you really broke Williamson County up. You also really broke Davids um, Metro up. I mean, um, if you look up here oh, – yeah. If you look up here in District Ten Four A, you've got Beach Gallatin all over. Yeah, you've got Beach Gallatin Hendersonville, and then you've got Hunters Lane and McGavick, and you've got Station Camp. So you're sending Hunters Lane and McGavick out of Metro into Sumner County, and exactly. then and then you are sending who else? Antioch and Cane Ridge plan with I guess the Northern Rutherford County Schools, Laverne, Smyrna, and Stewart's Creek. And so it's um, they really well, fragmented Metro pretty good. Yeah, and you know the 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 one the odd one out for the last few years has always been Dixon County within you know District Eleven, District Twelve sports. Mm-hmm. They moved to District Fourteen, and then they have Henry County and two Clarksville teams in that one. Yeah, um, that's the. Yeah, it, there's going to be some interesting road trips, and, and Tennessee is not really known well for its road tripping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, um, unless you're the, uh, the the tourism department. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued by the fact that that Dixon, that region for uh, district 14, that Dis- Dixon County is in is a four team district, which means all four of those teams will go on to the region for basketball. And typically mm-hmm. the TWSAA has tried to stay away from that. So I guess they just didn't really see any way around it. And with the number of four A schools in Clarksville in that area, Maybe there wasn't because only one of the two, uh, one of the teams won't make it to region out of that. You're right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Out of that region. So it's, it's, it's going to, I I think Thursday's meeting is really going to be interesting in terms of how much of this stays as proposed and what changes get made. Mm -hmm. So, um, Hey, Charles, thanks for joining us here on a somewhat, fragmented opening segment of Southern Middle Tennessee sports today. We really appreciate your, um, your patience and your insight. Oh, well, happy to have join you guys. I know you guys are, are loaded and busy. And at that time I got this week kind of plotted out to talk to a bunch of basketball coaches, hopefully later in the week. Um, going to be some some creative discussions i know i've talked to a handful of guys especially i think i like chris lad there at nolensville just kind of talking here and there about what he thinks of moves and stuff um man it's going to be it's going to be different in the coming years that's for sure absolutely charles pulliam from the williamson herald joining us charles we appreciate it um when we come back here on southern middle tennessee sports today we're going to get into some other High School Basketball, as we are here at the District 8 AAA Media Day at the Winchester Livery in Winchester. Stay with us. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. I'm Chris Allen. Joined with me is Maurice Patton. We are live on location here at the Winchester Livery in Franklin County, Tennessee, where it is District 8 AAA's Basketball Media Day, and they are currently talking to, it looks like... Uh, it's Michael Williams from Coffee County. Gotcha. Coffee County Boys. So we, we've got a, uh, a lot of great stuff in store for you today because we are going to grab some of these coaches, and you'll get to hear from them directly here on the show a little bit later. Yeah, we're going to grab Nick Campbell, the boys coach from Columbia Central here in a little bit. They're going through these in alphabetical order. So right now, like I said, Michael Williams, Coffee County boys coach, is at the podium. Um, Coffee County won the district last year, 10-2 and two in district play, 19-10 and 10 overall. 
Um, he will be followed by the Coffee County Girls Coach and then Nick Campbell from Columbia Central Boys. And then they will be going on to the Franklin County staff because Columbia Central Girls Coach Joshua Bug apparently will not be attending. That's interesting enough. Uh, curious there, but uh, perhaps he has uh, conflicting. Well, there or exactly, any, any, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't want to say it because I don't want to wish it, but it, it, it is twenty twenty. I mean, yeah. you never know. Um, we are excited to talk about it, though, and, and so let's let's talk about this district a little bit as a whole because, like you said, Coffee County coming in as the defending champion, but Columbia Central. It, this is a district they should be. Well, and and it's funny Wait, you say well that. it's funny you say that because Coffee County comes in as the defending regular season district champion. Columbia Central is the defending district tournament champion. Right. So, um, they 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 hit a hot streak right there at the end of the year, and everybody says that basketball is a tournament game, and so for them to be able to, you know, come in and and run the table and um. In the district tournament last year, on the road down at Lincoln County, so um, was no small feat. And so now, as much as the as the target is on Coffee County's back as the defending regular season champion, you you have to keep an eye on the lines as well. And I think it'll be interesting to see how they handle that um, with some of the losses that they had personnel wise. And so again, we'll be speaking with Nick Campbell here in a bit to um, get some of his thoughts on the upcoming season. And as you said, we'll probably try to grab some of these other coaches as well. So should be a fun next hour and 15 minutes. It will be. It is also top five Tuesday. We'll get to that a little bit later. Top five Tuesday is going to be, our favorite game show host, because apparently death is the motivating factor for top fives these days. Um, unfortunately, we lost Alex Trebek, so we will talk about our top five game show hosts. Uh, you know, when we when you think about media days and things like that, and we're, we're sitting out here, you know, looking onto the street while they're in there talking, and they, but. You know, you've covered SEC media football days. <laughs> I've covered SEC media football days. It's it, these are kind of special and unique in their own right. These these small town high school uh, media days where you can get all of these coaches together, some players into the same room, and uh, it, it's really fun and unique. I, I think it is unique. I think it's it's a um, experience at the high school level that you that you don't see a whole lot but you're beginning to see it more and i think it's great i think it's really great when you can bring the players along and expose them to this type of attention and you know let them answer some questions and let them be recognized for their um, for their hard work and that kind of thing and so uh, anytime you have the opportunity to expose high school athletics, high school athletes at a function such as this, I think it's a good thing that you can do. I think it helps with coverage. Um, I think it helps those programs with, with exposure. And so I just think it's a good thing all the way around. And I'm glad that we were able to be down here and be a part of this. Probably uh, six or seven years ago, I, I, I walk up to this young eighth grade girl who is 
destined to be a star and try to talk to her, you know, even her dad's there trying to, you know, coach her through the interview and that, cause he's, he is a coach, right? So mm-hmm. he's trying to coach her through the interview and, and understand, you know, how to give an interview to, to a media member. This is, I mean, we've seen some, you know, we've had some rough interviews with, with high school kids who just haven't been taught. So this kind of thing is really good for them, especially when they get to that next level for those, those athletes who are, uh, who are really good and will get to that level. Oh, absolutely. And I think the one thing that 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 people being interviewed need to realize is, I mean, it's it's just a conversation. That's the mm-hmm. way I've always tried to approach it. I'm not trying to interrogate anybody or anything like that. And And I think the key as a journalist is realizing that a lot of times, you know, you are dealing with folks who aren't often in that position and so you just try to make them as comfortable try to make it as comfortable an experience as you can for them and and that helps but but yeah you do often deal with people who have not had a lot of experience in that role of interviewee no question uh you go back and look at what we talked about with charles a little bit earlier in breaking this district up where columbia central is now in a, a completely different uh, region in in class four A the 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 state's highest class. That's a uh, that's a really tough region that they'll be looking at. That being said, this is these are not set in stone. We want to make sure that that's you know per, uh, that you know that this is not a, yeah. an absolute set in stone just yet this is not the final product by any stretch again the board of control meeting where these will be finalized will take place thursday over at siegel high school um these regions are currently what has been proposed by the state office and again for columbia central for basketball baseball and softball that would be um district 12 class 4a they would be the only non-Williamson County school, along with Independence, Nolansville, Ravenwood, and Summit, which geographically to me makes no sense. But, yeah, the, the Nolansville-Ravenwood thing doesn't make sense. When you've got mm-hmm. Franklin and, and, and Centennial right there, it just I'm not sure how you get to that, how you come to the conclusion that, that driving through Franklin to get you know, to no one's you, you pretty much have to drive right by Centennial, Centennial. to get to Ravenwood. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> from Columbia, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, hey, I, I really feel like that's going to change Thursday. Who are we? And what do, what we, do know? we know? <laughs> well, I, I do know how to get from Columbia to Ravenwood. <laughs> that I do know. And, and I'm not sure that anybody at Hermitage does, because if they did, I don't think this would have happened. I'm not sure how you see Brentwood, Tennessee, next to Ravenwood's name, and say maybe they shouldn't be in the same district as 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 Brentwood, Brentwood. (laughs) as Brentwood High School in Brentwood, Uh, Tennessee. Yeah, I I really, I really feel like that's going to change at Thursday's meeting. I think that's the most significant change that I I can see right off the bat. I think, I think again, I think you'll see. Nolansville and Ravenwood go in there with Brentwood, Hillsborough, and, and Overton. And I think you'll see Centennial and Franklin go south with Indy, Summit, and Columbia Central. Yeah, I, I so. think that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, 
I'll tell you what, we, we've got about 10 minutes here. You want to? Might as well. And, let's, let's grab him. We're going to, we're, uh, as soon as we can get his headset on. Yeah. Yeah, he's. JP's name was on the back. I was kind of hesitant to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in firing, ladies and gentlemen. Columbia Central Boys basketball coach Nick uh, Nick Campbell joins us. Nick, appreciate you. Uh, we didn't get a chance to hear what you said up there, but the question that we would have for you is, as defending District A AAA tournament champion, what do you what do you see out of this team this time around? Well, two years ago we were district champions. Tullahoma was it last year. We were runner up. Um, but like I said in there, we're going to be a totally different team than we were last year. We graduated five seniors. Um, really, the two key guys that are coming back will be Amari Franklin and uh, Q Martin. Everybody else has kind of played a little bit, not you know not been on that top of that scouting report. Uh, so no, you never know when, how kids are going to react when you know they're the guy that has to go out there and perform. Uh, but I really like the team. We've got about nine or 10 key, nine or 10 kids that can play. Um, so we're, we're going to go back to kind of the David college system. We're five in five out at times just to get some development early um, in case something crazy happens, injury, COVID, all that nonsense that's, that's going on right now. Um, talk about the development of Amari Franklin. <laughs> well, he was really good last year, um, but honestly, he's way better this year than he was last year. He's grown probably five or six inches, probably put Oof. on 15 pounds of muscle. He looks just like Brandon now. Uh, he looked a lot like him last year, but he looks a lot like him. Um, he shoots it. Probably the best shooter on the team. Um, I don't I hope he's hope nobody's listening because uh, he <laughs> says he's the best shooter. I don't want to give him that, that, <laughs> that title because he still can't outshoot me. But, <laughs> uh, but – yeah, he's man, he's really taken over the leadership role as well. Um, you know, we've got a group that really likes each other, that wants to be in the gym. Yesterday we got finished with practice, and 45 minutes later I had to run everybody out of the gym uh, because they were just sitting around talking, playing horse, um, which is a good problem to have. Sure. They get there early. Uh, we're practicing after school right now because we're on remote. Um, so we start at 3.30, and 90, 95% of them are there at 3 o'clock getting shots of utilizing guns. So. Uh, that's good to see you in, in your three. Um, Omari kind of had that defensive stopper type role slash title for you early on. You mentioned his shooting ability. You see him as more of a scorer for you guys this time around? Well, honestly, our whole team has kind of taken over his role on defense because we start the first 30 minutes out every day with defense, and he he leads that. Uh, so his energy on the defensive end is very contagious. Um, that's what we're trying to push this year is energy is contagious, whether it's negative energy or positive energy. Um, so he's really just kind of taking over the team as a leadership role, him and Ronnie, ba- Ronnie Bailey, who's really matured since last year. Uh, I look for him to have a really good season this year, as well as uh, Bubba Perkins. He's about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's grown. He's probably grown a foot since the end of his freshman year. Oh, I know you don't root for football to be over with, but at the same time, you get a couple, at least two pretty key pieces when they get done in um, in Meech McCoy and, and Carter Sidlowski. Yeah, and uh, a, a freshman that's going to play a lot of minutes, too, is Jordan Davis. Um, so we'll have three kids that are going to play a lot of minutes for us. Um, Carter, 
everybody knows what he brings to the basketball court. Uh, Demetrius McCoy, um, honestly, he has a great story. Last year he didn't play a ton, put him in against Chevy, he scored 19 and never really came out of the lineup. Uh, so he um, – just Good call, coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we can't argue with results, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, Jeremy just, Pruitt over there. I mean, I, prom- I mean, I told him after in the game after the locker room. I said, "Man, that, that's my fault that he hasn't been playing more." Um, but um, I look, I look forward to getting those guys back. I hope they win against Summit uh, and keep going because uh, I think if you have a successful football season, that translates over to basketball, uh, especially when those kids come back because they're, you know, have just been winning. So that that attitude kind of transfers over. We're talking with Columbia Central boys basketball coach Nick Campbell. Coach, you know, this is a team, obviously, last year the overall record may not show, but you guys grew throughout the year, and, and by the end of the year you were playing really good basketball. Yeah, well, if you remember correctly, Q got mono uh, during December and missed eight games, seven or eight games, and then Keyshawn broke his foot and missed those seven or eight games that Q missed. So arguably our two best players missed. The, ch- the chunk of the middle of the year, um, which gave some of those younger guys some time to grow. The, the Mari Franklin, who wasn't played as much, but uh, once we got everybody back, you know, we started winning games, started getting some confidence, uh, and then we had a couple guys miss some in the district tournament, and those younger kids were ready to play. Um, yeah, our, our, our regular season record wasn't that good, but we made a run in the tournament. Um, you want to win every game you can in the regular season, but it also helps prepare you for the tournament. So we had some adversity last year that helped us for the tournament that if we didn't face during the regular season, we probably won out, to be honest with you, in the district tournament. Sure. Um, looking at your schedule, and I'm trying to find it, um, there's one significant absence from that that I think some folks in and around town might Columbia Academy. Mm-hmm, <laughs> be, be interested to know. Yeah. Um, you guys played home and home the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not playing this year, no particular reason. But I do have reached out to see if there's COVID cancellations. If we we have one on Friday, they have one on Friday. We could meet play on Saturday or, or play that Friday if it's a. You know, we're both getting canceled at twelve. Um, <laughs> which will, which inevitably will happen, whether it happens right. both at the same time, who knows? But you're going to get some cancellations. Yeah, that's just part of it this year. Um, you know, we kind of hate to talk about it, but you know. We have to talk about it because it's reality. Um, so, so you are still open to playing that game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. we played them last two years. It's not going to bother me one bit to play them again. Okay. Um, you do have um, you open the season on Tuesday, November seventeenth at Smyrna, mm-hmm. and then that following Friday you go to Forest. Your home opener is um, the next November twenty third. That Monday against Centennial. Um, Followed by Marshall County the next the next night. Yes, Monday, Tuesday, back to back home games. Okay. Two really good home games to to open up the season there. Yeah, um, you know Columbia Marshall County has been a a rivalry for a long time. A long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so nice that y'all were able to keep that going. But what do you um what do you expect to get out of that early flurry of games right there right before Thanksgiving? To be honest with you, I hope we're just hope that we can play all four games uh, just with, you know, the way that things are going right now. Uh, we're, we're not in school. We're remote. So um, it actually helped us out because there's no contact tracing right now with those kids in the classroom. Um, so as long as we're getting our work done and doing what we're supposed to do in the classroom, well, 
remote classroom. Um, we'll be we'll be fine there. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to these early uh, tests of games because you know we didn't have any, anything in the summer, no scrimmages, so um, it's probably going to be a little sloppy for the first few few weeks. Now, will you have any scrimmages during this preseason? No, you cannot have any okay. scrimmages at all. So, uh, and we don't have football kids. So we've got, yesterday we had eight kids at practice. So I mean, it's tough to do a whole lot of scrimmaging. Well, I can, you know, get my assistant coach Tyler Smith out there, but uh, I don't know if we're going to play anybody as good as him, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I, I sure hope not. I, I, I don't <laughs> imagine. I don't imagine you want to put him out there too much because it could be a little demoralizing for those kids. Right. So. Well, every now and then he likes to get out there and remind them that he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what I figure. So during the during the preseason open gym whatever so they got to talking so we had a little two-on-two tournament with me and tyler on teams and i don't i'm not sure anybody came close to beating tyler i was just a sidekick yeah (laughs) beating tyler you just (laughs) throw him and get out the way took up some space yeah (laughs) i hear you uh columbia central boys coach nick campbell nick thanks for stopping in on your way out and we appreciate uh your your time yeah thank you guys for coming appreciate this great event i hope we continue well with a new district i hope we continue to have it we didn't get to uh, yeah. ask you about that. Quick thought. Um, as it's proposed, Columbia, Independence, Nolansville, Ravenwood Summit. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, I like it. Um, I figured that's where we'd go. I didn't know that they would split it in half. Uh, so, you know, with the five-team district, I, I really like where we're at. Um, we're away from Murfreesboro, but we're in the Williams County District. But it gives us a, gives a chance to compete in the region and in the sub-state. I still feel like on Thursday – Nolansville and Ravenwood will come out of that, and Franklin and Centennial will come into it. Yeah. And given the history between Columbia Central and Franklin, that may not be a bad thing either. No, because we usually play them – well, last year we played them twice a year, but something happened. They had another team added to their district. Mm. Um, what did you say to that? I, I think it's going to wind up being you guys, Indy Summit, Franklin Centennial, instead of ravenwood Nolansville. Because you got to go past Centennial yeah, to get to that. Ravenwood. Yeah, I agree with that. And so. almost, almost past Ravenwood to get to Nolansville, depending mm-hmm. on, depending on you, how you get there. Exactly. So, and uh, and I don't I don't understand how you split Brentwood and Ravenwood up either, or Centennial and Ravenwood. Yeah, because they're pretty close together. And then how you throw mm-hmm. how you throw it's, Overton Hillsboro down in there as well. Right. Uh, it's wild. It is. It is wild, but I like how it is. They don't have to change it for all For you? I'm fine with that. All right, guys, I appreciate it. Nick, thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time, man. All right, we are uh, a little over. Blew right through that break. That's okay. That's okay. It's just 10 o'clock, so no big deal. (laughs) JP says it's okay. He said we could take it a minute or two past, and he's the producer, so it doesn't get any bigger than that guy. There we go. All right, when we come come back, we are going to – Keep talking about District 8 and uh, other basketball regions around the area, but we'll also get into um, some Tennessee and Titans and who knows what else. Uh, We've got got plenty to talk about here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned with us. We'll be right back.
The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow here, along with Maurice Patton. We are live on location at the District Eight AAA Basketball Media Day, and JP Plant in the studio on West Seventh. I wonder if it's as beautiful there as it is here. Uh, he's nodding his head. Yes, it is a great day in Columbia. I'm sure we are here at the Winchester Livery in franklin county just off north of jefferson street at the second avenue uh, cross street there and it's a uh this is a really nice little town it's a nice little town this is a nice little venue here as well i think it's um really set up well for for an event such as this uh, lots of space lots of tables um not lots great. of coaches not great for the lighting though it's it's definitely a uh, it's not really a media friendly mm. Lighting wise, yeah. And Other I, than that, though, for radio, it's perfect because exactly, who cares? Because you can't see, yeah. But I, I, I see a couple of folks trying to do some video, and it's going to be interesting to see how that comes out. Actually, sure. Um, <laughs> mood lighting that better them than us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and, and we will actually be able to to grab uh, Coach Campbell's remarks from earlier uh, because this is being aired on. Uh, one of our affiliates, WCDT, they're hosting the event here down in Franklin, and we appreciate Will Rabb and his team for all that they're doing to help us uh, and and help District 8 AAA. Uh, it's, it's really cool to be able to do this. Um, as we continue talking about this district, let's just kind of, you know, look around. We, we don't, obviously, without being able to talk to these coaches and see what they have, you know, kind of mm-hmm. coming up and whatnot, we don't know everything that we probably need to know um i'm not sure what did you find up at the table up there um there, there schedules were some and rosters? schedules and rosters over there yeah and um that's pretty cool there's some folks moving around uh, surely they're not done i don't think they could be done they only started at 9 30 and there's um seven teams represented obviously district eight triple a consists of coffee county columbia central franklin county lawrence county lincoln county shelbyville and tallahoma and um obviously not every team is represented as we mentioned in the last segment um coach joshua bug with the columbia central girls um did not appear today i'm not sure who else is or isn't here but i wouldn't think they'd be done uh, who knows? Uh, they did bring in some pizza, so it's 10 o'clock. Maybe they're eating breakfast pizza. Without us? That's not cool. It's they not didn't cool. invite. They didn't even invite JP. <laughs> I know he's mad about it, too. Um, so uh, let's just kind of go through this in basketball. And boys, in the boys' side, like you said, Coffee County was the, the – Defending uh, regular season champion. Apparently, um, Tullahoma. Nick, Nick corrected me. Tullahoma must have beaten Central in the finals last year. It all starts to run together after a while. But um, Coffee County won the regular season. I think Tullahoma was the two seed. Lincoln County was the three. They were tied at eight and four. 
at the end of the regular season. Franklin County finished fourth, seven and five in district play. Uh, the Rebels were thirteen and. Um, let's see. Columbia was the five seed. They finished ten and nineteen overall, five and seven in district play, followed by Shelbyville and Lawrence County. On the girls' side, Coffee County ran the table in district play, won the regular season and the tournament championship. They finished up twenty-seven and four. They were twelve and zero in district play. Um, Lawrence County was number two. They were eight and four in the district. Followed by Tullahoma at seven and five. Tullahoma finished twenty-five and ten overall. Um, Lincoln County six and six in district play. Franklin County and Shelbyville tied at four and eight in the district. And Columbia Central's girls finished up four and twenty-one overall, one and eleven in district play. So those were those standings. And I would think that we will be compiling a preseason all-district team and a um, preseason predicted order of finish on both the boys' and girls' side. So hopefully we'll have that before the end of the telecast. What are you predicting? What, what is your oh, prediction? I, man, I have no idea. I like, like Nick was saying, I mean, they're going to be completely different. Uh, I, would, I would tend to lean toward Coffee County on both the boys' and the girls' side, but past that, I have no idea. I know that Coffee County's girls – return what I think is going to be one of the best players in the state in Bella Vinson and past that um, I don't know nearly as much as Charles Pulliam alluded to earlier I don't know nearly as much as I as I feel like I should about this we've been so football centric to this point that it's it's kind of tough to flip that switch to basketball, especially when there's still football going on. Yeah. And, you know, when you're, you know, it's, um, it's an interesting time of year because we are going, you know, you've got to cover the playoffs because it's the high school football playoffs, but you know, as basketball gets ramped up, we are getting prepared as best we can with our, our winter sports magazine. It's coming together. It should be done by the end of the week and, and printed and ready to go by next Friday when, when games start getting played, yeah. uh, really excited about that. So if you if you are looking for uh, a preview of some sort, we would be the uh, we would be the, the the place to be if you want to to get all of that information, rosters and, and, and that and, sort of and thing. Not, not only basketball, but also wrestling. And and even though it is ongoing as we speak, it won't be so much of a preview. But we we will also have some bowling information regarding our local bowling teams in the magazine as well. So um, be on the lookout for the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports winter preview. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And we were working on it last night, getting getting a lot of the information out, you know, from, from last year's teams. Uh, you know, we, we were just talking about that Columbia Academy, Columbia Central game not getting played this year. Columbia Academy coming off a twenty one and eight season, thirteen and three in their district, went to the region quarterfinals. You know, just I'm curious if you know at what point did this game not get scheduled? It it feels like it should have been done. Um unfortunately we won't get to see it because I do think this Columbia Central team is going to be much improved and uh Columbia Academy always really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think the community really enjoyed that game. And so maybe not a bad thing to not have it during COVID, though. 
Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. Would have been hard to keep people out of the gym. Yeah, that that's an excellent point. But at the same time, I think I think there was a lot of excitement around that game. I think there was a lot of excitement in the community for that game. And and to hear Nick Campbell say that, hey, the 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 lines of communication are literally open about potentially playing this game if if we have some type of a COVID cancellation and it's a nice little fallback. So because it's not on the schedule right now doesn't necessarily mean that it won't happen. So that's um, kind of something to keep an eye on and an ear out for. We might be getting a call at 1 o'clock one Friday. Hey, by the way, <laughs> CA and Central are playing. And that could very well happen. Uh, we don't have media day necessarily for other teams in the, in our area. Um, perhaps that will change in the near future with uh, as as Murray County continues to to grow in in basketball and and being having some pretty good some pretty mm-hmm. good teams absolutely uh, would love to see several of them come together so we'll probably work on that yeah um you know Williamson County has done a media day right um they did one for basketball last year for all of their schools and they don't necessarily all play in the same district but they did something yeah, you know, a media-friendly event that allowed media outlets to come and do interviews and gather information, and you know, kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of preseason stuff. So, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see, you know, either the Murray County school system do something for their six teams, or or someone in Murray County to do something for for all of the teams in the county, including CA and Zion, perhaps. So. It yeah, might, that might be something we have to. We we should spirit. definitely work on that. Yeah. Uh, JP, write that down in your uh, handy dandy notebook. Please. Take notes, JP. He, he said he he's thumbs yeah, up, thumbs up. But some of the other teams we are looking at to be to be competitive in Murray County, Cullioca coming off a pretty good year, um, went to Region Five A semifinals last year. Uh, Mount Pleasant off a really good season, twenty two and eight. They also went to the Region Five A semifinals where they lost to East Robertson. Uh, of course, you know. Richland and Summertown both uh, had great seasons on the boys' side, and of course the girls at Richland. Oh, well, it's girls, and it's oh that Richland. I'm thinking, you Summertown know, girls too. in Summertown as well. That too. Yeah, so so yeah, um, you know, a lot of good basketball talent around here. Pretty excited to see things get get ramped up as we. I think we took a, I think we took a meal break. Was what we did. Because, Told you, yeah, they, they all eating their pizza without us. Well, that ain't right. As long as there's still some over there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We, we ate, we ate breakfast. So that's unusual too. <laughs> that was a little unusual. Uh, more ways than one. But who are some of the teams that, that you are expecting, uh, you know, to, to be getting to that level? You know, some, we watched summit last year, get to the sectionals, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, obviously summit for the immediate time anyway, will be without Keaton Wade who, um, will miss the remainder of the football season with that foot injury that, that plagued him throughout. And I don't know if that's going to let him play basketball or what the, what the prognosis is for that, but um, would be nice to see them um, with or without him. They've got a lot of talent and, and to see Jim Fay in year two over there, what he does with that program will be worth watching. Yeah, Jim Fay and, and and Coach John Wild and the girls have do a great job at Summit, and we uh, 
we're excited to actually have them on 101.7 FM this year. We'll have a Summit basketball broadcast right here on WKOM, so make sure that you are listening in if you are unable to get to some of those games because we expect there will be some uh, pretty strict restrictions on on yeah. folks who are allowed inside the gymnasium. So uh, we would be the – this would be the spot to be. Absolutely. WKOM 101.7, so – You've hit the right spot. You've hit the right spot. That's correct. Um, again, District 8 AAA Media Day is now uh, – it's continuing. and um, Has resumed, I guess. Yes, it has. And uh, we would like to – before we get to Top 5 Tuesday at the end of the show, we would like to grab at least one or two more coaches. So uh, on the other side of the break, we're going to – actually, during the break, we're going to go grab them. Uh, we if go. we can and, and, we and grab them and, and drag them back here. Uh, and – maybe on TriStar Sports Live tonight, or at least if not there, to our show tomorrow, you'll be able to hear uh, their remarks from Media Day. From uh, the podium. From the podium. So you'll you'll have that uh, tonight or tomorrow morning for sure. But, um, but we will come back and we will drag some coaches over here to make sure that we can get them in uh, and get them on the air. We I've got my eye on one coach in particular that we're going to grab after the break. So. Right now. So we're going to take that break. We're going to go grab them and some pizza and, <laughs> and make our way back to Radio Row here on uh, <laughs> in the District A AAA Basketball Media Days. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bond & Joint. We'll be right back. Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at bydesigncabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, Communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yell, joined by Mo Patton, as always. J.P. Plant on the controls inside the beautiful studios on West 7th at Kennedy Broadcasting. We appreciate you guys listening in here on WKOM 1017. We are joined right now by Coffee County men's basketball coach, Michael Williams. Coach, welcome in. Right, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, Coach. Um... 19 and 10 finish overall last year, 10 and 2 defending regular season district champions. Uh, what's on tap for an encore for you guys? Uh, we we want to kind of repeat that as far as the, the regular season goes. And uh, like you mentioned, we've been regular season champions two years in a row and uh, just haven't been able to get over the hump in the tournament. And that's that's been one of our goals. Um, we're a very heavy senior, senior heavy team. And uh, that, that's been a goal. Um, leaving that bad taste in their mouth last year and the previous year. This is like, we, we, we got to get it. And this is a great opportunity and I'm excited about it. And, and the fact that you had that bad taste in your mouth coming out of the postseason 
ordinarily that would have been a motivation during mm-hmm. off-season workouts and summer ball and that kind of thing, none of which you had. Mm-hmm. So right. <laughs> how, how do you feel like that motivation manifests itself now since you've had all that downtime? Well, we've been fortunate. Um, you know, we've been able to do uh, – within our school, I know every school has been, been different as far as the, the COVID protocols and things like that. Um, we've been fortunate to – at least get some some five on five pickup going, and even some three man individual groups, and and honestly, the 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 hunger to to do those groups. And I know sometimes it, it's kind of pulling teeth when you try to get guys to do some extra work. But this year, it's been it, it's been easy. Guys have been coming to me, and it's like, hey, can we get, can we get shots up? Can we get a three man group? Can we can we uh, just get an individual workout in? And and as a coach, you love it, and, and they've been. Like you said, they've been motivated from last year, just trying to do whatever we can do, um, you know, based off the COVID protocols. And, and, and I, I'm not going to tell them no. I was like, if we can get opportunity to get in the gym, and whether it's one guy or three guys, we're going we're gonna to maximize that time. And when you start seeing the kids take accountability mm-hmm. like that, right. like you said, for a coach, there's there's not much better than that. Oh, and it just shows, I mean, a lot of it started with our seniors. we got seven seniors. They're all going to be good leader great leaders for us and once these younger guys start seeing you know our two two all district players from last year and then we had an all district player that was a sophomore that's a senior now and you start seeing those guys do it then you get our those freshmen and sophomores it's like hey this is you know we want to be all district players too we want to be a part of the success when our our name gets called and you see those younger guys wanting to come in and get work in and and, and it's almost a, a good problem to have because you only got so much time in the day but i mean i take that any day and that's how you start building a culture. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's like, a, this is my sixth year. And uh, I think I came in my first year, we won 10 games. And then the second year we won 21. And that was the the shift of Coffee County boys basketball and the guys buying in and uh, the coaching staff that, that, that we have. And I mean, everybody's been, you know, all on the same page, which has made that transition a lot easier. We've heard, uh, we heard Nick Campbell, from Columbia Central talk mm-hmm. earlier about how his kids are also, you know, wanting to get in the gym more. Right. I wonder, is that a byproduct of COVID and having been, you know, not being able to play during the summer and get in the gym with your friends and your buddies and get a little work in? Right. And I think it's just like with anybody, when, when something gets taken away from you, um, you take mm-hmm. it for, you take it for granted. And it's mm-hmm. like, man, I, I used to, could, we used to do this, you know, and not even think about it. And now it's taken away from us. And, uh, and Nick's probably Nick's right. I, I think it's one of those things. Once it gets taken away from you, you realize how much you really enjoy doing it and how much you miss it, and you want to get back out there as quickly as possible. We are speaking with Michael Williams, coach of the Coffee County Boys basketball team, and um, coach, I, I know you're the boys' coach, but um, what are your thoughts about Bella? <laughs> She can play. She can play. I mean, she's one of the best players in the district, and I'm not going to say boy or girl. I mean, she's one of the best players in the district. Loves gym rat. Uh, always in the gym, getting shots up. Um, I've had, you know, some of my – I've seen her and some of my guys working out together. And, I mean, it's just – one, it's the camaraderie for both teams, but then just seeing how her work ethic and um, – they may be the same age, but she's a leader for both teams. People <laughs> see her in the gym, and our guys are like, "Man, I don't want to get shown up by her." So let me get in the gym too. And and I, I mean, I, I'm all for it. That, that's good to have. And um, she's obviously been a great player for for our girls' team. Our girls have been a great team. 
over the last few years. And it's just been an ex- it's been an exciting basketball time in Coffee County, having both teams be pretty successful over the last few years. How much is their success a motivating factor for your guys to be successful as as well? Uh, it's definitely motivating. Um, you know, you go out and you know, girls play first and they succeed. And, you know, the guys kind of a pride thing. It's like you don't want to go out and you know, girls beat somebody by 10 or 15 points. And it's like, well, we got to do our part. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all it's two different programs, but we're all in it together. So it's when our girls win, it's like we want to we want to finish the night with a win. We want, we sure. want two wins. We want to be two and oh at, at the end of each night. And um, I think both programs have done pretty well with that. And, and that's something that we want to continue to do and continue to build off of. Past you all, how do you see this? Um, the rest of this district shaping up? Uh, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Uh, there's a lot of good good players that graduated last year, and and there's a lot of great returning players. And um, and I think I think Columbia is going to be a tough team. I think Franklin County, assuming everybody's healthy, is going to be tough. Um, I think we're up there in the mix. And um, I know Lincoln County lost a, a lot of guys, but. Uh, Coach Cornelius does a really good job of getting them ready to play. And so, I mean, there's not there's not a bad team in our district, I don't think. And it, it's hard to pinpoint or say who's going to be, you know, the top team or who's going to be at the bottom. I think at any given night, anybody can anybody can win or anybody can be beaten. So uh, we just got to make sure that, that we do what we are capable of by getting ready, be prepared, take it day by day, and, uh, and hopefully everything will fall where we want it to. You know, this is a um, a classification year, and with the move by the TWSAA to go to four classes starting next year, this is the last year of District A AAA as it's currently configured. Next year, you guys are projected right now, the Board of Control meeting again, to decide all this decisively will be held on Thursday, but right now you guys are projected to go to District 6-4A with Franklin County, Shelbyville, and Warren County. Mm-hmm. Uh, any any thoughts or impressions of that configuration? Uh, no, and a lot of people have, have asked me about that as far as, like, you know, the rivalries and things like that, like losing Tullahoma, which is it's going to be a team that we're going to play. Um, it's a non-district game, but um, they're all going to be tough games. They're going to be competitive games. These, these are teams that, you know, we've played traditionally over the, la- over, over the last you know, decade or so, or even longer than that, and there's been natural rivalries built within those things but um as far as travel it's going to be great all those teams are all those teams are, are close and um like i said there's been rivals in those, in those teams that's going to be in our district next year and um uh, you know i guess the toughest part is is scheduling non-district games uh you go from 12 automatic games that you're going to get in the district to six six so, so <laughs> now, now you gotta fill a schedule yeah now you got and it's not easy to do when you're coffee county and you're winning a lot of basketball games <laughs> right right so i hope it gets easier but i mean yeah we, we still got you know, 16, 17, 18 games that you got to go out and find to, to fill out that schedule. But overall, I think it's a great move for us. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Coffee County Boys Basketball Coach Michael Williams uh, here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. We appreciate your time. Thank you guys for having me. All right. We're in uh, just a moment here. We will grab more coaches. We're just going to sit as many coaches as we can get to sit in this chair <laughs> and, and put on JP's headset, uh, you know. I know that uh, it's going to be a a fun time anytime. Uh, JP ought to be a little bit familiar with this next voice. Oh, yeah. He just texted me a minute ago. <laughs> there we go. We are now joined by Lawrence County boys basketball coach Shane Clark. Shane, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 
Thank um, you for having us. Well, thank you for coming on with us, man. We um we got to hear a little bit of your presentation up at the podium, and you were um discussing scheduling <laughs> and how easy it had been for you. Hey, you, you, go, you go three and twenty, and people are uh, people are people are not just emailing you; they're calling you, they're visiting you, coming to your house trying to get you to play. <laughs> JP is laughing and this is, this is fantastic, but coach, you know, that being said, it's, uh, you know, how do you feel like this team stacks up? You know, and it's hard to tell because we didn't have uh, <laughs> right? this Pre-season. summer. We didn't have, we haven't played any competition since our last game last year. Uh, and we've got a lot of youth. We got a lot of guys that got experience. I, I really feel like that we're, we're going to be, better in a sense that we got uh, we got some some bruisers inside we got uh, a kid that got a lot of experience as a freshman last year the Schultz kid and and you know he he's one of those and I've got several of those we're getting back to those what I call purple collar kids uh you know blue collar but our colors are purple obviously so we call them purple collar kids we we're getting I thought they were rednecks (laughs) In blue collar. <laughs> there we go. I was so confused. I was like, wait a minute. What did he just say? He just called his kid rednecks. <laughs> with purple. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> it, we got, uh, yeah, we got some purple collar for kids that just get in there and scrap and, and, and claw. And that's, uh, that, that's what we've made a living on all these years. And so we've got that. Our skills are getting a little better. Uh, you know, I feel like we, uh, we're, we're, we're going to shoot the ball better. You know, last year we, we had a we had a lot of outside shooters. The only problem was we played the game indoors. Um, y'all didn't catch that, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we we only had one. We had we only had one outside shooter that that was consistent outside. And so, you know, our, I think our our shooting, our scoring's better. Ho- hopefully, our defense. And that's what I told the kids. I see you can play defense every night. And you may have nights that, uh, that that people do a better job defensively on you, or you don't shoot the ball as well. But you you can you can play defense every night. You can make free throws every night. We we were terrible shooting free throws last year. We we weren't good shooting uh, scoring the ball, and we turned the ball over a lot. Uh, you do that, and and you play average defense at best, and, and you're gonna lose every night. And that's what happens. So we've got to play better defense. We got to handle the ball better. And and we got to knock down free throws. I think we'll get to the free throw line a lot. I think we're going to have uh, we're going to have a post game that that was more efficient than last year because we got the same guys back at the post uh, that are that are just uh, bigger and stronger. And uh, you know we got two big old bruisers inside that just when they when they uh, one day we're scrimmaging a little bit and I, I separated them because uh, I, I mean I put them against each other because. Uh, I put them on the same team. Excuse me. I put them on the same team because they got tired of. I got tired of watching them wrestle down there. <laughs> so um, you know, we're, we uh, that that's something that I think is going to help us. Uh, I think our guard play is is going to. We've got more experience with our guard play. We've got we got an incoming freshman that's going to be a really good player for us. I, I like that freshman bunch, sophomore and freshman bunch. I really like, uh, and I think that. Uh, uh, he's just he he's just going from junior high, and he hasn't even scrimmaged with Varsity yet. He played football right. and started for a football team uh, as a defensive back. And Jacoby Stevenson, and he's he's going to be a nice player, but he's got to get used to the he's got to get the varsity, used to level. varsity level. And going from eighth grade to varsity is a big jump. So, um, you know, that's something I, I think we'll get better as the season goes. I really think we'll get a lot better. Uh, 
a lot of it just because we haven't been able to do hardly anything. So I think we'll get a lot better. Coach JP wants to ask you a question, if that's okay. Absolutely, JP. Where are you, man? Hey, Shane, how are you, buddy? Good. I'm good. Uh, I'm in Columbia, by the way. Uh, but um, it's 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 good to hear your voice and uh, continue this uh, AAA. But I did want to uh, give you an opportunity to talk about. Um, you know, you've got a big void to fill. Uh, unfortunately, lost uh, a dear friend and, and a coaching mm-hmm. member, Jerry, Jerry Merriman. And and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, to to let people know how big of uh, how big of a, a thing he was to your coaching staff and to the program, and um, and just let people know what what a great man Jerry was. Hey, I told I told Coach Merriman that he was my hero because he's he was retired and in good health, and every day his biggest his toughest decisions were where he was going to get coffee and whether he was going to go golfing that day. And you know he he uh, un, unfortunately uh, caught COVID and and passed from that. He'd been in really good health, and you know it was just devastating to his family and to all of us. And you know he was so positive with the kids. The kids loved him because when he came to the gym. I mean, he, he, he was just, he's, he's just, it was just a hobby to him. It wasn't a job at all. He looked forward to coming to the gym and he looked forward to seeing the kids. He was always so positive. And, you know, I tell you the last two seasons, as bad as they were, he came to me at the end of the season last year and he said, coach, as long as you coach and as long as you want me to help, I'm in. And I thought, okay, this guy, he's either really good character or he's stealing from us, and I just don't know it. <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, you know, out of the last two, after the last two seasons, if you still want to be a part of it, then <laughs> you you you're in you're in for the long haul. And and he was that loyal, and and you know, uh, just a great guy. You know, I when I when I asked Coach Merriman to help, uh, you know, I told him I said, hey, you don't have to you don't have to answer right now. You know, he coached. He, he coached my older sister. He coached back in the 70s and 80s at Lawrence County High School. And um, when, when I asked him to help, he uh, I said, you don't have to give me an answer right now. And he said, uh, Coach, I don't have to think about it. I'm in. And uh, he, he was there every day ready to go. And uh, it was great with the kids. And so, uh, but, you know, he, he had that old school, that old school mentality. And that was good, too. Um, so uh, just a great guy. He and his wife and his family just just great people. And you know, uh, it's it's it has been it, it's been tough. It's been a tough year. Well, I know yeah, they- when you say it's been a tough year, that kind of goes back to, um, you know, I, I came down there late last year, and I then I'd ask somebody, you know, how's Coach Dunn doing? And they're like, oh, he passed a couple of weeks ago, and I missed it. Mickey Dunn, who was just a fixture around Lawrence absolutely. County athletics. Um, you guys lost him this past winter. So absolutely. It's, it's absolutely. like you said, it's, it's been a tough year. He, he was, he was my mentor. And, you know, when I would come back when I was coaching in Alabama, my first six years, uh, I'd come back and I'd see my parents, my aunt and uncle and daddy Mick, like we called him. And, uh, you know, he, he just was a fixture with our team and after he retired and, so, uh, you know, that, that was a, a devastating blow. And then my, this summer, my, my dad passed and, you know, I counted up, uh, we were, we were trying to count up and my dad had been with me, had gone with me for over 200 games. My oldest that plays at Lipscomb, my youngest that plays at, played at Kaufman and then, uh, high school. And then our, our guy, he had gone over 200 away games with me the last three years he went with us all the time. And, and so, uh, 
you know, and, and then, like I said, uh, last week I lost my first assistant, Coach Freeman, Jim Freeman. If, if y'all remember, you probably remember that name already. See, mm-hmm. he coached uh, girls for years, and he was my assistant my first few years here. And so uh, he passed from COVID last week. So it's been a, a – and Foxy Griffin, who had done the radio, Foxy passed a couple of weeks ago, and um, he had done the radio, done the girls' games on the radio for uh, – centuries same life somebody was asking me about foxy about a month ago and i say it's foxy they said it's foxy still alive i said yes i've not heard otherwise so he he, he got covid he, he passed a couple of weeks ago uh, i i guess it's been about three weeks ago now so so our wildcat family has taken up a, a lot of blows uh this year and so uh you know we're we're hanging in there and hanging in there together and uh uh, you know, we're, we're gonna, uh, we're just gonna take it day by day, but we, uh, you know, have to look back and think about all the, the funny things with them. I remember Coach Freeman told me, uh, first game I coached at Lawrence County, after the game, we beat Giles County, beat them 44 to 40. And it, it wasn't because the defenses were that good. <laughs> and, so after the game, Coach Freeman told me, he said, Coach, you need to resign. <laughs> I, I thought he was mean because we played that bad. And he, I said, you think so? And I said, I know it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad, was it? He said, no, you need to resign because you're 1-0. Everybody's happy with you. You hadn't made anybody mad about playing time yet. <laughs> as good as it's going to get. <laughs> he, said, you, he said, resign now. You'll be, the, you'll be the greatest coach ever coached here. <laughs> oh, man. Coach, thanks so much for hanging out and, and bringing, um, br- bringing that knowledge and and those remembrances back, uh, you know, to our airwaves. We appreciate it. Hey, Daddy Mick, we, we talked about uh, some of the things that he would he would uh, say, and one of the things that I, I've used a lot uh, that he, he he instilled with me was he said when you when you mess up, he said just lay low for a couple of weeks because somebody's going to mess up worse than you, and they're going to forget all about yours. <laughs> uh, and another thing he told me, he said he uh, he, he said. Uh, Ignorant is no excuse, but it's the best one I've got. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's a lot of truth in those. <laughs> Without question. There, there really is. Shane Clark, the boys basketball coach at Lawrence County High School. Shane, thanks for joining us here. Hey, thank you all. All right. All right, when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, it is Tuesday. That means it's Top 5 Tuesday, and we will give you our Top 5 game show hosts right here on WKOM. Stay tuned. This is Drew Massey with Game Time Sports and Training, located at 1210 Impact Drive in Columbia, Tennessee. GameTimeSportsTN.com. Our staff want to welcome you as we help adults get stronger, train smart, and get healthy, giving you more energy to tackle life, even if you don't know where to start. Our coaches take the guesswork out of programming and technique, allowing you to focus on your results. Game Time Sports and Training, located at 1210 Impact Drive in Columbia. GameTimeSportsTN.com. Hard work plus consistency equals results. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. 
Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. This is Jimmy Petty with NashvillePlace.com. Are you tired of wanting to search the MLS for homes and being forced to enter in your personal information? At NashvillePlace.com, you can browse homes with no sales calls and no sign-ins. You can also receive instant alerts to your phone on new homes hitting the market in your area. The National Place team of Benchmark Realty can list your home at a lower rate than competitors and sell in days. Visit NashvillePlace.com today for a no-pressure real estate experience. Reach me directly at 615-210-4994. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. It is Top 5 Tuesday, and that means we're going to give you our Top 5 Favorite Something. That's all that matters. It, it, whatever. Every week, it's going to be something different. Uh, and we, we, we've had some really good uh, response on our polls and whatnot. Uh, matter of fact... I'm not sure what last week's was. I think I think Denzel and um, my number one. Who was your uh, Clint, Clint Eastwood? Mm-hmm. I think that was like fifty-one forty-nine or something. It was pretty close. Uh, I think Denzel won though. So good job. Uh, JP has a top five today. Our top five today is uh, game show hosts. As I told you earlier, I, I guess you know. Unfortunately, that high-profile deaths have been the motivation for some of these. And last, uh, I guess, was it yesterday we found out, or Sunday, that uh, Alex Trebek, longtime host of Jeopardy, uh, passed away. So we will uh, give you our top five, and here we go. I hear some music. That's what I like to hear right there. All right. Shall we start with JP? Shall we start with, let's start with JP. Sure. JP, yeah, you got on. number five? Yeah, number five. Uh, by the way, I got an honorable mention. Um, Chuck Woolery. Gotcha. Love connection. So uh, I'm going to go with him as Ooh, the love. honorable mention. Yeah, you like that? 
<laughs> Great game show host, terrible politics. Oh goodness! Well, I don't know about his politics, but I, but I, oh, yeah, that that one. Uh, I just remember watching that show. I thought it was good. He's off the deep end sometimes, but yeah. that's okay. Yeah, love yeah. connection. Going to be back in two and two. Yeah, we're we're um, we're we're judging on game show host, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, right. N- number five, Dick Clark, uh, ten thousand dollar pyramid. Back then it was ten thousand. Now I don't mm. know what it's sixty four thousand, hundred and twenty thousand. But Dick Clark, it was a hundred thousand, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah maybe a hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah, see, okay. um, my number five, um, and I thought it was really cool because he was from Jackson, Tennessee. Wink Martindale. Oh yeah, Wink Martindale. What did he host? Um, Joker's Wild. Okay. Among other things, he hosted a lot of things, but the Joker's Wild was back in the seventies was one of his bigger things. But I, you know, I was younger. I was a kid then, and when I realized he was a Tennessean, it's like, man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to actually go with someone who has a Nashville connection as well. Will of Fortune, Mister Pat Sajak, former Channel Four weatherman. No doubt. No, doubt. great call. <laughs> Can't beat that, right? Not at all. I don't know. Number four, JP? Yeah, uh, Pat has to go on my honorable mention, too, uh, because of those natural. Uh, number four, I like uh, Steve Harvey uh, on Family Feud. I like his Family Feud. I think uh, I think it's entertaining. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not winning any critics over here, am I, apparently? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number four, and it might be more the show than the, than the host, actually, but... Alphonse Ribeiro on Catch Twenty One. Catch Twenty One is a great show. Uh, yeah, my dad is having a fan. He, he's having a cow right now. He's like, yes, I love him. He's great. Yeah, I, I like that. And he does the Carlton dance, so you can't beat that. <laughs> exactly. My my number four is uh, Gene Raven because Match Game Seventy Four is the greatest game show ever made. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's my opinion. I don't that, know. That's. That's a solid call. That's a solid call. Um, JP, who's your three? All right, number three. This is another one that I remember watching a lot, a lot as a kid. Um, the newlywed game, Bob Eubanks. Oh, good one. Yeah. It is a good one. Yeah. I, I've completely forgotten about Bob. Yeah, the the king of the innuendos, let me tell you. In that game, mm-hmm. it was oh, it yeah. was fantastic. Well, that game that game lent itself to yeah, it absolutely yeah. a lot. Absolutely. He, was, he was particularly slick with it, though. Yes, so, he was. Sure, yeah, he was good. My number three is Gene Rayburn. Hey, all right. <laughs> I'm feeling good now. I'm feeling stuff. good. Yeah. Oh man, I, it, that was a really good show. It I, was. I really enjoyed Match Game, and you, and talk, you can you actually talk, watch it on Amazon Prime. And you talk about innuendos. Oh yeah. That guy. And what was the guy that sat at the front that always kissed the girls? Oh, uh, Richard Dawson. Yeah, Richard Dawson. <laughs> the original Family Feud host. Yeah, that's yes. right. That's right. Yeah. The o, the original. My number three is Alex Trebek. I uh, think he's as good as, as they came. Mm-hmm. with. Uh, he was very uh, uh, tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. with his... Uh, hilarious sometimes. Very uh, subdued. Yes. Very yeah. dry. Yeah. He was great. Anyway, you're number three, JP. Um, oh, you already gave us your yeah, number two. Yeah, number two. Number two. Number two. I do, yeah. Uh, my number two is Alex Trebek, Jeopardy. So, uh, yeah, very, that dry sense of humor. But, That's a great one. Um, the ability to uh, just kind of, you know, whether he knew all of those answers, I know he read them, but still, to be able to read them and understand <laughs> them enough to to be able to put them out there uh, was was impressive. So, yeah, Alex Trebek. And, and for the duration, the, the longevity 
is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what's really impressive. I mean, I loved Regis Philbin as Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, but you know, it had he kept doing it, it would have been you know yeah. he, he may have have made it, but it just you know once it got even Cedric the Entertainer wasn't great, and then the next guy and the next girl and whoever they all were, I don't even know. So longevity definitely played a part for for that. Before I give you my number two, I want to give you what should have been an honorable mention and I didn't think of her, and it was Ann Robinson with The Weakest Link. Yeah. Who's the, you, who's the lady that does it now? Because Jane Lynch? Yes, Jane Lynch. She's hilarious. She's they Both of, both of those, but I think... But Ann was the she original, was the, she was fantastic. Oh, and she could cut you. Oh, man. Yeah. It was brutal what she did to some of those folks. But my number two is also Alex Trebek. I, I just think um, his presence was just unmatchable. Yeah. yeah. I, so. I, absolutely. Um, if I were giving an honorable mention, I would go Jeff Foxworthy. But he didn't have, he didn't have nearly the tact that some others had. Jeff, uh, Jeff just told you you're an idiot. <laughs> you might be a game show host if. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we are. Who's your number two? We're we're moving right along here. My number two is Bob Barker. Of course, the price is right. Because, again, longevity, right? Mm -hmm. But Bob could cut you, too. He he, he made some folks feel like dummies sometimes. (laughs) JP? Yeah. uh, Get your pet spayed and neuter. Bob Barker, number one. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. The price is right. That was my favorite game show Growing up, I, I loved it when we um, when we had snow days. We're out that, of school. Yep, yeah. that meant I got to watch The Price is Right. It's fantastic. Loved it. That, that's funny. Bob Barker is my number one as well. And, you know, you kind of think quiz shows and then non-quiz shows. And, and what he did on The Price is Right and what he did before that for years with Truth or Consequences, which is obviously before your time, Mr. Yao. But I remember. He, I mean, I watch Game Show Network a lot. My dad watches Game Show Network a lot, so we watched it together a lot. So, yeah, um, I just think he was the the consummate professional. Um, just enjoyed him as much as you know the shows or the contestants or anything else. He was just great. And, and Drew Carey has done a really good job on that show. I, I, it's not bad. They have. The show kind of bothers me a little bit these days, just the way they've kind of ginned it up and the way they encourage the contestants to be over the top. Sure. That kind of thing is a little bothersome to me because I'm I'm not real over the top. Are you I saying it's noticed. staged? <laughs> the television show is staged? Is that what you're saying? Go figure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Well, my number one... And the re- I guess this is one reason that I didn't give you a lot of fanfare earlier, JP, is because he's way too far down on your list. Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you are not a fan of Steve Harvey on Family Feud, you are missing out. I have I- I've been to I've been to a live taping, right. and his his hype man is uh, the guy that uh, he he played he played uh, I guess Eddie Murphy's character from Shrek, the donkey. He, he was the donkey after Eddie Murphy left, and they're hilarious Hold all on. together. Hold so. on. Wait a second. There was a donkey, not Eddie Murphy? Is that what <laughs> well, you're telling me? Are you, are you breaking well, this news now? 
No, what I'm saying, so like that, not on the movies, like on the other, like anytime that they use Donkey for like commercials and stuff, it's not Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. It's this guy. Yeah. It's this other okay. guy who is Steve Harvey's hype man for uh, for the prizes or for Family Feud, and it's it's a really good show. It's a fan, a fantastic show. I, I like to watch his reactions. So the answers are, are just hilarious. And I don't know if you've ever heard him talk about uh, uh, the, oh, man, what was it? The one answer uh, where he had the guy that was um, that was the rapper. Oh, it was, oh man, I, I, I'll post it on, on Twitter, on SM underscore TN Sports, because that, that video is the greatest video in, in game show history. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got about three minutes left. Let's uh, just recap that we have been here at District 8 AAA Basketball Media Days here in Winchester at the Winchester Livery in Franklin County. It is definitely about to rain at some point yeah, today. Yeah, it's not if, it's when. Um, and and we appreciate that uh, we had we had Coach Nick Campbell. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Coach Michael Williams. Micah. Ma- Micah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Sorry. And uh, Coach, Coach Shane Clark. Shane Clark. I wanted to call him Steve for no. some reason. Steve Clark. No. Uh, Michael Williams from Coffee County and Shane Clark from from uh, Lawrence County. And they were nice enough to spend a little time with us and give us their thoughts. We should have asked Shane about the new a new district configuration as well, but we neglected to do so. But we'll we'll be talking more about that. A lot tomorrow. No, quite a bit tomorrow, I'm sure. And um, coming out of that Board of Control meeting that takes place on Thursday where the, regions, <laughs> yeah, where the regions and districts for the 21, 22, and 22, 23 school years will be set. So um, this is... This is a evergreen topic, or certainly for the next little bit. For the next two days, it will certainly be a big topic, and we expect that we will be there uh, talking about it again tomorrow, and of course Thursday morning. Sure, we will be and previewing high school football as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, we got a little football to go on. Um, on Thursday, we'll be talking obviously about that Summit Columbia Central game and the Independence Brentwood games as well. That's right. And, of course, we will give you our picks on Thursday. Make sure to listen in for that. Again, we appreciate it. Again, live here from the Winchester Livery on location at District 8 AAA Basketball Media Days. Check us out on the podcast. And if you missed any of it, we'd love to have you. This has been Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint.